This week on Inside Motorsport, we remember the legend Sir Jack Brabham by two of Australia's leading journalists in both road racing and speedway. I hope you stay with us. There are really two levels of sports person in Australia. There's the champions that we know and love, and then there's the icons. Those are the people that you know by one name, their first name. And by saying that, it engenders a part of the Australian spirit. This week, we lost one of those sports people in Sir Jack Brabham. Inside Motorsport sends out our sympathies to the family and friends of Sir Jack. And we catch up now with two of Australia's leading journalists in Mark Fogarty, who both can put into perspective what Sir Jack's legacy is to both world motorsport and the sport of speedway where he cut his teeth. First, we're joined by Fairfax motorsport reporter and auto action editor at large, Mark Fogarty. And Mark, you've covered Formula One for many years. And what is the legacy of Sir Jack Brabham? Jack Brabham certainly left his mark not only on Australian motorsport, but motorsport all around the world, and in particular, Formula One. He was not only a three-time world champion, which is nothing to be sneezed at, but he actually won the 1966 World Championship in a car bearing his own name. He's the first, and he will be the only person ever to achieve that distinction, going back to his first few years in Formula One, he helped pioneer the rear engine revolution, which completely changed the face of not only Formula One, but open wheel motor racing. And he went on to win the 59 and 1960 world titles in those funny looking at the time, little rear engine Cooper climaxes. And he sparked the rear engine revolution also at the Indianapolis 561, where he took a Formula One car over there. The, the Americans who are used to their big front engine roadsters couldn't believe their eyes. They called the uh, little Formula One Cooper a funny car, but they weren't laughing when the thing, um, well, probably could have won the race. And in the end, due to the fact that they just didn't have the right tyres, Brabham still finished ninth. And um, that was the end of an era of the roadster dinosaur. So, um, and of course, the legacy he leaves is a dynasty. You know, his sons followed in, well, not quite, but in some of his footsteps and his grandsons now, two of them, um, are carving careers in, in motor racing. And, um, you know, hundreds, maybe even thousands of Australian drivers, but more particularly mechanics and engineers, um, he paved the way for them. And um, you'll find them everywhere throughout international motor racing and, and have been for at least the last 40 years. So um, the, the impact that... So Jack Bradham had on, on motorsport was global, not just local. And, of course, his partnership with Ron Taranak and the Brabham cars is, is, as you said, something that will never be replicated, not just here in Australia, but anywhere in the world. You know, it was barely done at the time. It was remarkable and certainly never since and never will be that um, the likes of Jack Bradham and also there are in that era, you know, back in the 60s, you know, New Zealand's... Bruce McLaren, the late Bruce McLaren, also a, a driver, engineer, stroke mechanic. Um, of course, there were people like, you know, brilliant engineers like Ron Torinac behind them who actually, you know, did the nitty-gritty and the design drawings and all that. But, you know, Jack Bradman was um, 
a pretty handy man with designs and, and tools. You know, he was a an accomplished and um, an accomplished mechanic. So he knew he knew what was what, and um, he applied this maybe rudimentary knowledge, you know, to his driving. And and let's remember that although Sir Jack Brabham is probably in the annals of Formula One vastly underrated. Um, at the time, his contemporaries, people like Sterling Moss, you know, rated him as one of the hardest, toughest, best drivers of what was, let's face it, the most dangerous era of Formula One racing, you know, in the, through the 50s, certainly late 50s and the 60s, and well, for Sir Jack, 97, he retired, but into the early 70s, you know, that was, you know, it was just a killing field in, in motorsport terms back then, and he survived and lived to the ripe old age of of 88 sadly you know kidney disease um got him in the end he'd been battling that for probably a decade but the fact that you know he survived that desperately dangerous era is um is a tribute to um well maybe a bit of luck but certainly you know his driving was uh, at a level where um he was you know on the limit all the time but he he rarely if ever went over it and he survived to tell the tale Dennis Newland is Australia's leading speedway journalist. And Dennis, uh, Sir Jack Brabham's roots, although so strong into Formula One, actually started in New South Wales in speedway. Oh, yes, that's exactly right, Craig. Uh, 1948, in fact, uh, was when uh, Sir Jack Brabham got involved with speedway driving speed cars. Um, It was, in fact, uh, an American, Johnny Schoenberg, uh, who persuaded him to drive a car that they had both uh, constructed and uh, the rest is history as they say. Uh, He uh, virtually at the start of his career won the New South Wales Speed Car Championship and um, went on to become, and in those days as you well know Craig, there were a variety of different Australian titles under the the tag of uh, Australian Championship and of course uh, Sir Jack was successful at national title level as well. Um, magnificent uh, career in speed car racing, no question of that. Race successfully uh, at venues, Brisbane Exhibition Ground, uh, Raleigh Park in Adelaide, the Kilburn Speedway in South Australia, and uh, really that was the um, that was a launching pad of his uh, ultimate move into Formula One. Um, but it was Speedway that got it all started for him. He yeah. wasn't ever planning to be a race car driver. I, I believe it was Johnny Schomburg's wife that actually has to take credit for Sir Jack's racing career because they'd built the car and she didn't want Johnny to drive it. That's exactly correct, Craig. That's how it started. Br- Brabham was uh, immediately taken by this and uh, wanted to get involved as a racer. And uh, it didn't take him long to show his natural talents. Uh, his first drive was at the Sydney Sports Ground and... Uh, Straight away, uh, people people could see that uh, this this driver was uh, a star in the making. Um, we we talk about his career in Speedway, but I think on the on the bigger stage as well, he changed the face of technology at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the world famous Indianapolis 500. He'd always fondly remembered his Speedway career and. Yeah, oh yeah, that that's exactly right. And uh, you know the the um, the fascinating aspect of this, uh, Sir Jack Braddon, um, even though his years in World Formula One racing became leg- legendary, he never ever lost sight of his grassroots of where it all started for him. And uh, if it was a major event or a major night, you would always see Sir Jack Braddon there. A prime example of this 
was 1975 at Sydney's Liverpool City Raceway when uh, the legendary four-time Indianapolis winner A.J. Foyt made his Australian debut in the Australian Speed Car Grand Prix, which he successfully won, and I might add retained the following year. But um, Sir Jack Braddon was there as one of the special guests on the night. So he never, ever lost sight of where it all started for him, and that was on the Speedway Aval tracks. Mm. Some people wouldn't be aware that that very famous 1948 Jack Brabham speed car has been restored and is is seen often around the uh, demonstration events across uh, certainly New South Wales and Queensland. Yes, um, and an actual fact that's the uh, Halliday family here in Sydney that have restored that car as part of the... Uh, fine restorations from the Vintage Speed Car Association of New South Wales, uh, probably the most famous car in their ranks. And um, I might add, uh, Sir Jack um, really loved that car, and when it was restored, uh, he was one of the first people to see it. And uh, he, he just gave it uh, a vote of confidence straight away. He said the people who restored that car had got it exactly right how it was. I imagine that Speedway Racing News, your publication, will have uh, a lot more stories of Sir Jack's Speedway days over the, the coming weeks and months. We will be uh, writing, actually uh, today I'm writing a tribute to uh, Sir Jack Brennan for the next issue of Speedway Racing News magazine, which will be available at all news agents uh, from June 4. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.